Hi, and welcome to the Overflow Podcast. I'm Chuck Ammons, lead pastor of Overflow Church in Brandon, Florida, and we are here to help you receive the Father's love and to release it to everyone you encounter everywhere. Wherever you're listening from today, your God adores you. I pray this message elevates and ignites your faith. On this podcast, you will find biblical messages to activate your faith so you experience the goodness of God and the greatness of your unique voice in His kingdom. To find out more about Overflow Church, visit us at overflowchurch.com or on Facebook at Overflow Church Brandon. We'd also love to encourage you to check out our book, Life in the Overflow, and its accompanying devotional on amazon.com. It's the last day and the coldest day of the year, y'all. This is pretty crazy. And in one sense, if you think about it, December 31st, in one sense, tomorrow is just another day. We're going to wake up in the same city with largely the same circumstances. But you know, in another sense, God marks times and seasons intentionally. And remarkable things happen when we lean into changing seasons to recognize and to receive whatever God has for us. See, with that, we see that tomorrow is the start of 2024. Say that with me, 2024. 2024. That sounds like a fake date, y'all, doesn't it? That doesn't even sound, that sounds like something that even went beyond our 80s sci-fi movies. Like, we are already well past where Marty McFly traveled with Doc into the distant future with hoverboards and flying cars, and yet, here we are. 2024. And this is the challenge I want to give very simply. I believe there's a hinge. There's the God who made days and seasons and called 24 hours a day. I believe he has something new for us waiting in the next season called 2024, and he wants us to recognize it. But I believe before we can do that, we've got to leave 2023 behind in the appropriate and the right way. I think as we end this year, there are two opportunities that we have. One is an opportunity for reflection, and one is an opportunity for preparation. See, this is a great time for us to spend some time in reflection of what the past year brought. Asking some questions before the Lord like this. What surprised you in 2023? What unexpected blessings or breakthroughs came that you didn't see on the horizon, but God did? What disappointed you in 2023? What were the unexpected setbacks or heartbreaks? What new relationships sprang to life? Who is it right now that you look and say, I can't imagine doing life without these people? And at the beginning of this past year, you didn't even really know them at that well or at all. Were there any once close relationships that you're grieving have ebbed away now at the end of 2023? Maybe ask the question of reflection, what words would best sum up 2023 to you? It's a time of reflection. But it's also a time of preparation for everything the coming year is going to bring. You see, at this hinge, we look back and we look ahead. This is the perfect time for us to stop and breathe and ask the question, what is it that I'm praying for this year? What am I expecting that God wants to do? What places of breakthrough am I anticipating? What places of brokenness am I asking God to heal? What tangible goals do I have that are at the forefront of my heart? And I want to say this, if you don't know that, this is a good time to stop and ask the question, what are your dreams for me, God? What is your heart for me in the coming year? 
You know, I'm convinced that's why so many New Year's resolutions fail. We run independently after goals that sound good to us without ever once stopping to ask our Creator, what are your dreams for me? I got to tell you something. There's a lot I haven't learned yet, but at the start of 2024, I want to tell you something I've learned really well. I don't want my dreams. I don't. I don't. I can remember being a kid saying, you know, I just wish my parents would let me do whatever I wanted to do. And so my mom for a time said, you can fix your hair however you want to. I'm glad I can't quite find the picture. I buried it as far as I can. But listen, there was a time, y'all, that this hair, this head right here on a little, you know, three foot seven, seventh grade body had a spike, bangs, and a perm in the back. <laughs> Take all that in. Okay? It was like high-class Joe Dirt. That was what was going on. <laughs> so let me say this a little louder to someone in the back. You don't want your dreams. Trust me. We are short-sighted. We lack wisdom. We lack vision. I, I leave this year thinking that I never would have been able to craft the life that God created that I now cherish. Come on, right, Nicole? I never would have been able to craft the life God created that I have now come to cherish. I want to tell you at the start of this year, you don't want your dreams. You desperately need to hear God's dreams for you. And so I want to encourage you to make space in the coming days to be still and to hear and to surrender to his plans. I want to ask while you're at it that you would be super honest with the places where you're disappointed and where this year broke your heart, that you would let him in. You know, in the Bible, there's lots of metaphors of water. We, we sang one of those, one of our most popular modern worship songs this morning. And as we've been thinking about this new year, we as a pastoral staff see an invitation that God gave us with this metaphor of water, and it's this, that we need to let God wash heaviness away from us and let him wash hope over us. What do we need to do at the hinge between 2023 and 2024? We need to let God wash heaviness away from us and let God wash hope over us. You know, I think that's what the picture of baptism is all about, which we're going to celebrate in just a few minutes in the frozen tundra outside. It's going to be awesome. I got to tell you, I had the joy of being able to go to Israel. Is that my dear friend Tracy over there? I went with my sister Tracy at the resting place to Israel and got baptized in the Jordan River. Tracy could tell you uh, the Jordan River is more brisk than what you're going to have out there today, so I will be praying for you from a distance. The Lord will be with you. There will be an awakening this morning. <laughs> the picture of baptism is this, right? We're choosing to come under the water is a sign of surrender. It's a, it's a death of a kind, saying the way that I had my way, my life, my plans, my dreams, my visions, and all the brokenness I brought, I surrender. And as we go under the water, we're inviting Jesus to wash away every sin and misstep and heartbreak, and then in that place to see ourselves completely immersed for the rest of eternity in the love and kindness and adoration of the Father who knows us completely forever. And you know what I love? Baptism doesn't do that. Jesus did that. If you are a believer in Christ, that's the reality you're living in right now. 
that he has taken you under the surface of the water and every wrong thing you could do has been washed away forever. You are no longer old. You are a new creation. Hallelujah. And in that, you're held in the water where when you're underwater, you're completely surrounded. You're just floating. Everybody but me and Bradley, we have never learned how to float. We just sink like a lead weight in the water. But nonetheless, we're surrounded. Maybe we're more surrounded than the rest of you. I don't know. We're real down in the surface. But that's the picture of baptism. And I want to say this, though baptism doesn't do that, I've witnessed something beautiful. For every believer who comes and says, you know what, I believe that God wants to meet me in a special way, and they step in the water, there's a grace that is present there where God actually in that moment washes something away and washes something over. And so for some of you, there's going to be a moment where God is saying, and if you haven't signed up yet, you, you don't worry. We'll share our towels, okay? You come and just join with us here in just a minute. I believe the picture of baptism is this washing away and this washing over. But you know, I think there's another picture in the Bible. It's the picture of foot washing. You remember Jesus had this story that he told. He said when, when the disciples were to go into a town that didn't receive them, that what they were to do was to wash their feet and to wipe the dust from their feet so that they could continue clean into the next place. Maybe in 2023, there's a space where you really believed God called you into. There's something that you really believed God wanted you to do, but at this moment, it doesn't seem to have worked out. You've obeyed. You've surrendered, you've asked, and you find yourself asking now, where is God? And you're wondering if you failed. And if you're being honest, it's left a bitter taste in your mouth. And you need God to wash away the disappointment so you can get back up with clean feet and follow him. I love this picture because I think this was the picture Jesus had in mind. When he came to the Last Supper and he knew the cross was coming, something they didn't know yet. He knew that the road ahead for his disciples would be the road where joy and sorrows meet. And so he washed their feet before the dust of the road even hit them. Peter said to Jesus, hearing about a foot washing, give me a whole bath, Lord. And sometimes that's us, right? Sometimes I've found people who've been baptized one, two, three, ten. And when you ask how often should I be baptized, as often as the Lord tells you. But I've watched people come and say, I need to be baptized again. Give me a whole bath. And Jesus showed up and said, no, Pete, you're already clean. You're already clean. You just need to remember right now that there's something I want to wash away from you and there's something I want to wash over you. So in just a minute, this is what we're going to do. We're going to step out on our breezeway and we're going to have a ceremony of baptism for those who are called to be baptized and foot washing for those who need something washed away or washed over. We're going to focus on two things, letting God wash away heaviness and letting him wash over hope. For some people hearing me right now, you know the Lord's saying it's time to be baptized. Maybe you've never been baptized. Or maybe you were as a kid and you're like, it didn't mean anything then and it needs to mean something now. I need to remember it. I promise with the weather outside, you'll remember it forever <laughs> today. Or maybe you're simply at the place that you say, I don't know. I just know that the Lord's telling me I need to go and be baptized. And I'm going to tell you, we are the people who are always going to celebrate obeying the voice and the prompt of the Lord. I'm not afraid of my father. I come with childlike faith, which means I'm messy and I'm vulnerable. And if I believe he told me something, I'm willing to be wrong and I'm going to step in and his grace will always meet you there. For some of you, you need to be baptized this morning. But for others this morning, you've come and you have already been baptized. What you desperately need this morning is for God to wash hope over you and to wash heaviness away from you. And as we prepare to do that, I just want to share this brief challenge and encouragement. 
Because in the New Testament, there's these two gifts that I think are all about washing over hope and washing away heaviness. They're so important that they show up at the forefront of 17 of the 27 books of the New Testament. These two gifts show up over and over and over and over and over again. And they're two gifts that I'm praying over your 2024. They're grace and peace. Grace and peace to you in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now grace, grace is a great word. The word in the New Testament is charis. There's three meanings to the word grace. The first one is God's reaching out toward you in kindness. The second is a display of love and favor. But the third, and I love this, grace is a gift that fills you with joy and pleasure and delight. Now, there's this problem we have as Christians. We often confuse two words. We confuse the word mercy and the word grace. You see, mercy is whenever you've done something and you deserve something bad, and the bad is withheld. You've done something deserving punishment, and punishment doesn't come. You're waiting for the hammer to drop, and it never comes. And this is great. Mercy is awesome. God is a God of mercy, merciful God. Did you know that grace includes mercy? But it goes a lot deeper than that. Because in grace, the bad thing that you deserved was withheld, but he goes beyond that and he actually gives us something unbelievably good we never could have deserved. And so I'm excited this morning. First of all, I see my dear friends James and Abby Cornwell here in service. And James, it is good to see you smiling, my friend. So James and Abby, who lead our downstairs children's ministry, James has gone through some real uh, real challenges medically and in and, and mystery, and we've stood just trusting the Lord to heal and provide. I'm so thrilled to see you today. And at the end of this year, we told James and Abby, we said, you know what, we want all the elementary kids to come in and join with us. So if there are any overflow kids, let me just see you wave your hands real quick that you're normally in overflow kids. Hey, there you are. So here's what I want to know. I would love right now for a few of our overflow kids to help me out. I need three of you to come join me on the platform. I just need you to kind of wave your hand if you want to. Yes, sir, right here. Yes, sir, right here. Yes, sir, right there. Look at that. Okay. I'm sorry this side. I'm sorry. Come on up, guys. Give it up for these guys as they come. All right, gentlemen. Let me check this microphone. Check, 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 check. Do we have a sound on this microphone? Do you have a sound on that? Okay, awesome. All right, guys. So let's come right up here so everybody can see you. You guys are looking dapper today. All right, so this is what I would, I would love for you to do. If you could tell everybody your name and what grade you're in. And you can just pass the microphone down. Everett. Say it real loud. Everett and then first grade. Everett, first grade. I'm, I'm Ryder and I'm in fourth grade. Ryder in fourth grade. I'm Luke and I'm in fourth grade too. Luke in fourth grade. Okay, so you can hold it real quick here. So I want to ask a few questions while I have you guys up here, okay? So the first question I'm going to ask, and I'll let you guys just go down the line. The first is, I want you to share with us something you love to do. So it could be a hobby, just something that's fun, when you're like, okay, it's Christmas break right now, I've got some time, this is what I love to do. What, what's, a, what's a thing or a few things you love to do? Okay, so hang out with friends and family. Do you have a favorite board game? Chess. You like chess. All right. That's awesome. Okay, so playing chess, hanging out with friends and family. That's so good. All right, pass it right here in the middle. What's, what's something you love to do? Um, play with my Christmas presents. Ooh. <laughs> We're going to talk about those in a minute, but, but what kind of toys do you normally like to play? Um, a go-kart. 
A go-kart. Man, we got some deep thinking and deep adventure. All right, so you like to go go-karting. All right, I love it. Everett, what about you? Something you love to do. Football. Now, I got to tell you, listen, we had a flag football game out here. Everett embarrassed everybody, okay? The, the dude needed to be on ESPN Top 10 Highlights. It was amazing. All right. So let me ask, guys. We're going to go right back down the line. Just a few more questions, okay? So, so now what I'm going to have you do is name your deepest sin. No, I'm just kidding. We're not going to do that. What, what I'm going to have you do is would you tell me a favorite um, Christmas gift that you got? Something you got for Christmas that you're like, I really loved this thing. And I know it's hard when you start thinking, like, there's lots of things I love, but a favorite gift or even just a favorite toy or thing you have at home? A Lego set. A Lego set. What kind of Lego set? It's a Iron Man mech. Ooh, Iron Man mech. Any Marvel fans out there? It's pretty good. All right. All right, you got to watch your back with a few over here. There's somebody real eager for your Lego set. All right. My stuffed animals, my go-kart, my Nerf gun. Wow, so the go is the go-kart new? Wow, all right. So Nerf gun... Go-kart, stuffed animals. You don't use those together, right? You don't, like, drive the, the go-kart, knocking out the... All right, good. Because you love the stuffed animals. All right. I got Beyblades. Beyblades? All right. Okay. All right. So I'm getting a good picture here. All right. Last question, guys. I want you to share with me something that... And I want you to go crazy with this one. Go big. Something you don't have yet, but you would really be like, this would be the coolest thing Ever. Now, you could go like, like impossibly big. You could be like, I want a spaceship in my backyard, like that big. Uh, it could be somewhere you've never been, somewhere you'd like to travel. It could be somebody you want to meet. But I want you to think big, not like, like I'm going to walk with your parents out from the back and be like, we have it here for you, right? I want you to think really big, okay? Can you think crazy big, something you don't have, but you'd be like, man, I would love to do that, or something you've never done that you're like, I would love to do that. What comes to mind? VR. VR, okay. So VR headset, the whole deal, okay. Virtual reality. Um, the best PC. Okay, so, so a, like, a, like a gaming PC, is that what you're talking about? So like the over-the-top big, okay. All right, Everett, they've set it pretty high. Can you go even bigger? Fortnite in real life. <laughs> you said impossible. All right, guys. All right, all right, that's great. Now, here's, here's what I want. Yeah, see Cheyenne. She's going to take care of that after service today. All right, guys, so here's what I want you to imagine. And now, at this point, I need everybody to imagine with me because this couldn't be true of these three boys. But I want you to imagine that we're going back to school and you have had, you've had a really bad week at school, okay? And this one day that you've stepped into, it's gotten as bad as you can imagine, okay? And this day, you got really angry and you got in a fight on the playground and, and y'all, listen, you didn't just get in a fight. You got in a fight and you punched a little girl on the playground. Okay? Unprompted. Sweetest little girl, sweetest, cutest little girl in class. You just got angry and you, you punched her. She had to go to the clinic, okay? In the midst of that, the teacher came to talk to you and you began to yell and scream at the teacher with words you can't use in church and that it just, you weren't being nice at all, okay? Then on top of that, you went into the principal's office and you were so mad, you pushed over something on her desk, and it was a one-of-a-kind gift that her grandma gave her, and it shattered on the floor. And you hear these words. Yeah, somebody's like, oh, man, it got dark. <laughs> and you hear these words. We're going to have to call your parents. Okay. So now I'm not going to ask you, because when you give kids microphones, bad things happen. Parents, I love you. I don't want them to answer this next question. 
But I want you to be thinking about what you're expecting to happen from your parents when they walk in the door. I'm imagining you're expecting at this point, okay, you're not getting Fortnite in real life and you're never playing Fortnite ever again, right? I want you to imagine the go-kart has been sold, right? It's gone, <laughs> right? I want you to imagine VR headset is never, ever, ever coming and you guys are not gonna be playing board games with friends, you're locked away in your room for like a year, right? I want you to imagine everything you're thinking you have to do to make this right. And then your parents show up. And your parents, instead of giving you punishment, they give you mercy. And by giving you mercy, this is what happens. They hear everything you did. And they said, hey, here's all the things that I should do. And I want to let you know I love you. I'm not going to do any of those things. Let's go home. Is that a relief? That's a little bit of like, okay. So mercy is good news, right? But now I want you to imagine what grace is. Grace is, you come and say, okay, mom, here it was. I punched the cutest little girl and knocked her out and sent her to the clinic. I yelled and screamed at my teacher, and I broke the one-of-a-kind gift of my principal, and they hear it all. And they look and they say, you know what, I, I believe you're better than your behavior has shown. And I've been loving and praying for you a long time, and I believe there's better than that, and I don't want to give you the punishment of what's there. And not only that, but if you come home with me, you're going to find there's a VR headset, the computer of your dreams, and somehow we've transformed your backyard into Fortnite. At that point, that would be insane, right? The idea that you've messed up that bad, and yet your parents have treated you that good. Did you know that's the number one word God uses in his heart toward us? That we blow it over and over and over and over again, and it's not just that in Jesus he comes to give us mercy, he comes and says, I've seen some really ugly days, and i got to tell you, guys, I've had worse days than what I just told you there in my heart. Jesus says, if you ever speak an unkind word, it's like murdering somebody in your heart. I've had a lot of days that look a lot worse if you looked at my heart condition than what I just told you about your school day. Anybody else? Anybody else had worse than that? And yet God shows up again and again and again, and what he says he wants to wash over you is grace. Isn't that good news? So I want you to extend your hands toward these guys because what I'm praying for 2024 is abundant grace. So Jesus, I just want to thank you right now for Everett, for Ryder, and for Luke. And I just want to ask that you would pour your grace upon them abundantly. I pray that this year they would know your kindness in a way they never have before. Lord, I thank you for the innocence, the tenderness of their heart. And I just pray, Lord, that they would grow up with the strength of what it really means to be a man of God after your heart, that they would walk boldly in it. I ask that you would cover them and surround them. And I ask deeply, Lord, that they would know your adoration all year. If you agree with that, say amen. amen. Give it up for these boys. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. You guys can go be seated. And look out back, and there's a literal fortnight. No, I don't. My gift to you is spiritual this morning, boys. Sorry. It's pretty amazing when you think about this gift of grace. And I want us to get this because grace, I often heard, I remember being in Bible college, and they said, grace is unmerited favor. You know, that's true, but that doesn't even begin to capture what grace actually is. Because until you are filled with delight, it isn't grace. I've gotten lots of unmerited favor that just made me feel more guilty. It made me feel, wow, God's great, but I just really even feel more like a scumbag. No, grace washes over you in such a way that you actually start to believe what the Father sees in you. Grace is hope washing over us. God wants to wash over us with hope, but listen, I want to tell us this this morning, and this is where I want to close. We won't be able to recognize 
grace unless we also receive peace. The word peace in the Bible, it's got five meanings. Irene, peace, means this. One, it means something that has been broken, being joined back together as a whole, being made one again. Two, it means exemption from the havoc of war. No more shots being fired. Three, probably my favorite definition, it means harmony. To find your instrument, the one instrument you've been made to play and to be invited to play your part again in the orchestra. Peace means intense happiness at the security and safety you have entered into. And by extension, peace means the ability to rest. I want to tell you, I believe grace is God washing hope over you, but peace is God washing heaviness away from you. Peace is where God comes to silence the quiet whispers of accusation and fear and shame. Peace is like a weighted security blanket that reassures your soul that it's safe and that it's held so you can rest. And so here we are at the end of this year. I don't know where the road has taken you in 2023. Maybe there are places where there is dust on your feet and you feel disheartened, you feel hurting, you feel lonely. The charge I want to give you this morning is God wants to wash away your heaviness. Beyond that, I don't know where the road is going to take any of us in 2024. But I want to tell you with complete confidence, I believe it's good. Because the one who calls us is good. He does not know how to fail us. And he adores us. And he desires in 2024 to wash hope over you. That this year, I don't know everything else, but I know that this is a year he wants you filled with health, with holiness, and with wholeness. And so with that, the only question that you and I have is, will we come near to the water? Would you stand with me? My hope this morning was to be intensely practical. And as we close, right before we go outside, I want to ask your heart a few questions. For those of you that are note takers, listen, tomorrow morning, everything I've shared with you, all the questions that are good to reflect on and to prepare for, and these next questions are coming out in a blog that we're sending. You'll see it on our Overflow Facebook page, so fear not, you haven't missed it. Right now, take everything in your mind and just set it aside. And I want to ask a question to your heart. And here's the questions I want you to ask as you stand quietly before the Lord. Number one, where do I need to see God reaching out to me in kindness and eager delight? Where is it that I'm in a place and I need to see that God is actually, he doesn't just love me, he also likes me. In 2024, I need to realize that he is eager and delighting, that he delights over me, that he doesn't groan when he gives me grace. He delights in it. The second question I want to ask is where is it you need to be restored to joy and whimsy? Where is it right now, if you're honest, you say, I've just spent a lot of 2023 just getting by and I need to breathe again. I need to be back at the place where all the other fog and all the other noise fades away and I just see Jesus and I just remember the joy of what it is to be alive. The third question I want to ask is where do you desperately need rest from stress? Remembering, remembering that your security comes not from your efforts, but from belonging to your God and resting in his arms. Where do you need peace to wash over you? And the final question I want to ask is this. What God-given part have you been given to play in the symphony? Where is it that God has given you a voice in 2024 that it's time to step in bolder than you ever have? 
And what would playing your instrument look like in the coming year? In short, I want to ask, where do you need heaviness washed away from you? And where do you need hope washed over you? Would you just close your eyes for just a minute? Where do you need heaviness washed away from you? Where is it the year's been hard? And if you're being real right now, you'd say, gosh, if I could just have a moment and not take it with me any further, there's some dust on my feet. This has been tough. Where do you need hope washed over you? Where is it right now you need to not just be getting by, not just another day, but filled with the delight of your Father? It's with that as we go out, I'm going to ask this. If God is telling you something that needs to be washed off, washed away, or washed over, we're going to invite you in just a minute as we step out on the breezeway. And I'm going to ask that nobody head right out. We're actually going to have uh, Pastor Chris out there playing some worship for us to sing together. We're going to take just a few minutes to pray over those needing something washed over. And then we're going to end our year celebrating in baptism. I'm going to ask you not to rush off. If God told you something that needs to be washed away, would you join us in that? As we go into this next year, I am praying alongside you. And so I want us to close this year in a declaration. And this is what I'm going to do. If you'd open your eyes and look at the screen, this next slide that we're going to put up is a declaration. I want you to declare with me, but I want to give a caveat. I want to read it first because too many times I've been in your place and people start saying, declare this. And my mind hadn't even caught up with what I'm saying. And I'm like, you know, what, what extended warranty am I signing up for right now? So I want you to know what you're agreeing to so that we say it with great faith. This is the declaration we're going to make together in just a minute. So first you'll hear me say it. Jesus, I give you this past year with all of its unexpected peaks and valleys, turns and twists. I choose right now to trust you. I invite you to reveal every broken place in my heart, and I receive your peace to sit before you as you heal me. I ask you to breathe upon every dream you've placed in me that I cannot even form the words to express yet. And I receive the grace of your delight until it fills me with delight. Heal this past year and have this coming year. I am yours, Lord. You ready to say that with me? All right, declare this with me. Jesus, I give you this past year with all of its unexpected peaks and valleys, turns and twists, I choose right now to trust you. I invite you to reveal every broken place in my heart, and I receive your peace to sit before you as you heal me. I ask you to breathe upon every dream you've placed in me that I cannot even form the words to express yet, and I receive the grace of your delight until it fills me with delight. Heal this past year and have this coming year. I am yours, Lord. If you agree with that, say amen. 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 So I want to give you a description of what's about to happen. In just a minute,